0: cry
1: hello and welcome to the homewrecker podcast that was the new intro yes yay. cooked up by my beautiful lovely gorgeous amazing trophy wife
0: so if you hate it blame me if you love it yay. Monique.
1: <laughs> yes hello. hi how are you
0: i am wonderful how are you
1: i've just gone through a range of feelings and emotions based off of the quick one and a half to two second clips of 95 different genres of music in the opening <laughs> intro that you've concocted yes amazing
0: i enjoy all kinds of music and i wanted to incorporate songs that at least say something that represents our podcast a lot of stuff about thinking opening your mind
1: all right well, i think you've accomplished that yay Hopefully the audience agrees. Yeah, and, hopefully and they like it and their or earb- can stand it. <laughs> and their eardrums don't get blown up by Aww. En Vogue yelling <laughs> into their it. ears like well, mine did.
0: Hopefully you like it. If not, you can hit that little wow. fast forward button, I guess.
1: Yeah, skip ahead 40 seconds Yeah. if you want. But anyway, yeah, good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel right now after hearing all that. And it's like the fifth time I've heard it now in a row because the damn computer that we like to record on decided it wanted to do an update and then restart without giving me an option at all after we'd already started the show. Yes. So this is now what? Take four? Yes. Something like that? (laughs)
0: Something like that. Gosh. Couldn't even get past the intro.
1: (laughs) No. And each time I'm trying to play with the levels so it doesn't blow my ear. Each time in Vogue just kills my ears. Boom free your mind ah, as my head explodes
0: it's a good song
1: oh it's fine it's great
0: i remember like back in the 90s i was probably in what like when the song came out i might have been in like junior high maybe but yeah yeah i remember i remember thinking like yeah i I liked in vogue and i'm like these girls are badass
1: yeah i remember watching the video for that song and being like wow they're really hot i was a teenage kid what do you want there you go they were they were hot but I mean, I'm sure they probably still are. I, I probably, guess. I don't know. It's, how long? How long ago did that song come out? Twenty something years ago. Years now? Thirty
0: years ago. Almost thirty years ago. Wow!
1: Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Is that considered a classic or an oldie now?
0: I think, from what I've heard before, anything over thirty years old is considered an oldie. But to me, oldies are from like the fifties and sixties.
1: Right, but now I think that's just considered '50s and '60s music. But right? I still
0: call it oldies because that's what I grew up on.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I I just didn't know what was the what was the classification. Like, how long did something have to be around for or before it was considered? I don't know. Classic or an oldie?
0: Well, I heard one day a channel saying, "Oh, playing oldies," and they played stuff from the '80s, and I was like, "What?" The '80s. There you That's go. not oldies.
1: We're, we're old. We're officially no, old. We're Our not. childhood is now the oldies. Yeah, pretty crazy. Very, very interesting. So crazy. Right. Yeah. All right. So this week we're talk about something pretty crazy too. I guess yeah. depending on your viewpoint and how you look at it, the black-eyed kids.
0: Yes, the black-eyed children.
1: Black eyed kids, black eyed children. They're beings with black eyes that look like kids. Yes. We'll talk about that shortly. But first, anything going on with you? Anything new, exciting, fun? Have you hurt yourself recently?
0: How did Monique hurt herself this week? Yay! So we didn't do it last week because we got right into D.B. Cooper. And I, I did hurt myself. I wasn't going to talk about it <laughs> i love your face thank you i went through a whole week without hurting myself
1: congratulations
0: our youngest one woke me up at 4 30 this morning so i get up and i'm thinking about it this morning i didn't hurt myself this is awesome I, do we do the segment do i just say yeah i didn't hurt myself it's amazing i don't know And then, of course, I go to get up. Our little one is rocking in our big rocking chair recliner. And when he rocks so hard, he moves the chair. So when I went to get up, it was much closer than I anticipated. And I jammed my baby toe right into like the wooden frame part of it. So I was so close to not hurting myself this week. So close. Wow. If we recorded yesterday, I would have had an injury free week.
1: This is what podcasting has devolved into now. We're talking about stubbing toes. That's where we're at. Oh,
0: and I got a a paper cut on my knuckle from opening a box. But I didn't want to count that.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, anything else? (laughs) The dangers of
0: opening Amazon packages.
1: All right, so moving on. Unless unless you want to talk more about no. paper cuts and nope. stubbing your toe. No, I'm
0: good. How about you? What have you been up to?
1: I don't do anything.
0: Well, you've been researching for this episode, as have yeah, I. Yeah, I'm reading
1: that, yeah. you know, but that's nothing new. Yeah, I've just been reading, making Organite surviving, Incense. Yeah. Trying to, trying to figure out what the hell is going on today.
0: And every day.
1: And every day. <laughs> what, what is this now? We're in July and when did this official lockdown and
0: was it march
1: the hong kong flu-y, february, flu february march whatever the heck the thing is called the big scam demic mm-hmm. march was it march May-
0: now they're saying like push everything out until october and it's like you realize it's all going to be the same the same I stuff i'm will just be curious
1: happening. when are, when is when is the mass population going to start realizing that this is obviously not what they said it was at all and it's a complete <laughs> power play to just take away your freedoms and mm. liberties
0: well i'm sure there's another one coming around the bend
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, what was it bill gates and his wife were on some show and they said that people didn't take this one seriously enough but they'll take the next one seriously enough and then both had like these sinister smiles yeah like, i saw that clip what do you know or what are whatever you can dive down that rabbit hole there's plenty of information oh,
0: yeah plenty but
1: yeah so yeah that's that's it that's all i've been up to not really much i completely left social media uh, i mean i think my profiles are still there but yeah you're not really using it i haven't looked at it at all in in about a week or so now where i haven't even bothered to go on there
0: we've been i've been posting less on our social media just because i haven't been going on as much and when i do go on i try to limit for like only like one to two minutes being on (laughs) before like okay that's it i'm done
1: it's like so negative I, I mean, and I and I tend to follow people that typically were not like that, but I think like this whole thing over the last few months has just turned everybody like a completely different way, and everybody's people
0: are just being completely ridiculous. Like some of the stuff, some of the stories I've heard, the way like you see videos of people acting and freaking out at other people, and um, I have one woman I follow on Instagram, and she was she posted a video because she was out in the park to meditate. She was by herself in an open area and some guy came up to her and started yelling at her for not wearing a mask. She's like, seriously? Cause she's by herself. There's nobody near her. Nobody should be coming by her. He went out of his way to go up to yell at her about it. And it's like, I think a lot of people are very afraid and they have such a lack of control. They feel there's just no control. So they have to expel anger in some way and take it out on other people because at least that makes them feel like they're doing something about it.
1: We have been completely and totally socially engineered as a populace. Everybody is afraid of something. And the only virus that is real here is the virus of fear yes. that is the only one that is real there is no covid19 or any of this other bullshit it's all a big fucking hoax you don't want to believe me that's fine i don't care that's what i believe you can believe whatever you want to believe but i know like what you just said you have people reacting like children because they've been emotionally whipped up into a frenzy and we've been fed all kinds of misinformation and disinformation from the government, from various politicians. You have doctors, you have news organizations. Every day, the, the information changes. You have stories coming out about numbers being inflated, about numbers not being reported properly. You have so much confusion, which is completely, completely done on purpose yeah, and that's intentional. The whole point. And you have everybody, nobody knows what to think, mm-hmm. nobody knows how to feel. Everybody's just confused. Everybody's just angry. And guess what? That's prime time to go ahead and start taking away other things that you're not going to notice because you're too worried about this. And before you know it, we're going to mm-hmm. be... I don't know what the hell our society is going to look like in a year. I don't know. But it's devolved so much Hopefully we're living out in the middle
0: of nowhere when that happens.
1: Yeah, but I mean seriously, it yeah. has devolved so much since March. It's just its my, ridiculous. My
0: nickel's worth of free advice, I think that People need to just, we say it all the time, do your own research. Stop getting your news from one source. Stop getting your news from what you see on the TV. And stop getting your news from social media. Go out and do independent searches. And don't do a Google search. Use a different search engine like DuckDuckGo. Or what's the other one you like?
1: There's uh, the Start page has mm-hmm. a good search engine, which is uh, anonymous. Uh, the Brave browser Brave is really browser. good. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's also... Keep keeps all your information private and secure and, and it actually doesn't just use google you can select other search engines to use because google it's been shown now that they come on they manipulate results and they hide certain things so yeah, it is what it is i mean we're, we're in an age now where in like real information is currency in my view real information because you can open your phone and find whatever you want right but is it going to be accurate probably not and Before we move on, one thing I heard the other day, and it was awesome. News is the biggest distraction in the world, and it's right in the name. News. North, east, west, south. News. Just to get your mind going in all kinds of different directions and to keep you off the prize, off the target, Mm. off of what you should be focused on. That's what news is. That's what news is for. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching it, just stop because it's not giving you anything yeah. accurate at all
0: look up to see what bills are trying to be passed in your state look around and see what congress and the house of representatives are doing look around and see what everyone else is doing what they're what really laws. doing
1: not what they're talking about no, but what they're really what doing. are they
0: really doing what laws are they changing look around and just think for yourself don't freak out at people That's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. Don't it's yell at
0: someone if you see them not wearing a mask. Like, just uh, don't let it be your problem. Uh, don't let your fears, don't let, you know, something someone else is doing be your problem. Just kind of keep moving forward.
1: I just, I just, that's all you can I, do. I don't like to tell people what they should do. No, I just said do, I'm giving a nickel's worth of free do. advice.
0: It's advice.
1: To me, it's just kind of everybody's in the same boat, everybody's going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're not all in this together. Don't believe that bullshit because that's bullshit. But, if we were all just kind of realized that and everybody was just a little more, I guess, not relaxed because relaxed the ro- is the wrong word, but maybe so confrontational with people that they're not necessarily seeing eye to eye with, I think we'd be in a lot better place. Mm-hmm. But that's not what everybody wants. They want chaos because it's easier to control us that way. And some so, people
0: thrive on it. So
1: Yeah, is what it is. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on because I, I could go on.
0: Back to the topic at <laughs> hand. Thank could go on forever about that. Yes. But
1: yeah, back to the topic at hand. So this week we're talking about the Black Eyed Children, mm-hmm. and this is this one. I heard about this many years ago.
0: See, I just heard about it this year. Really? Yes.
1: I've never mentioned this to you before.
0: You might have mentioned it, but it's not something I would see stuff about. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of new to it, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, it's a newer. It's yeah. I guess it's kind of a newer story phenomenon. phenomenon I suppose if, if that's, is that the right word? I I don't know. Uh,
0: I guess it depends on what it is because we're th- gonna well, at the, the end get to our theories and get to other people's theories.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, would you like to start off uh, telling us? Th- do you want to do you want to go with the initial story?
0: Let's go. So it's so from what I understand
1: here. There's not
0: what. a thread of that shows the very first story, but one of the first stories comes from Texas.:
1: Yeah, it's Abilene, Texas.:
0: Yes, yeah, so there is a gentleman and um, why don't oh, you say his name?: I'm going to I, I got it
1: right here. Let me just do it for crying.: Brian
0: out. Bethel.:
1: Yes, the Brian Bethel story. Yes,. Yeah, so,
0: no, so allegedly his story takes place back in 1996. When he was at a movie theater, like a complex, I guess, a parking lot. There's a movie theater that's, in there. Yeah, that's
1: when that's when his story uh, takes place, mm-hmm. allegedly. But he first posted it onto a uh, an internet message board. Was in it
0: two, two years later?
1: Two years later, correct. 1998. In 1998,
0: yes. So go ahead. So Brian is in the parking lot in his vehicle and... And there are two boys who approach his car and he didn't notice it until they started tapping on the window. And he said he felt soul racking fear. So I'm going to read. This is from a website, texashillcountry.com. The older boy said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie, but had forgotten their money at home. Could Bethel give them a ride? They assured him it wouldn't take long. They were just two kids and that they didn't have a gun. Okay. Bethel found assurances unnerving and noted that the last showing of the film they wanted to see had already started and would be nearly over by the time he could drive them anywhere and get back. In his recount of the incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all-encompassing. And it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. The older boy began to get frustrated when Bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride and said that they couldn't get into the car unless Bethel said it was okay. Bethel tore out of the parking lot. To this day, he still stands by his story.
1: Yeah, so that's the that's the first, I guess, publicized Mm -hmm. or major story that was put out there. That's the first one.
0: There was another story that I read on different websites about. They had articles. Most didn't get into full details, but I found the alleged original story from Weak and Weird. And it's about a woman from Vermont where her and her husband encountered black eyed children. It's very interesting. So it's weird because a lot of these articles, it's very vague. It just says a woman from Vermont or a couple from Vermont. And They say that this woman let black-eyed children into her home and since then she's had nosebleeds and her husband had cancer and they've had all these medical issues. And I'm like, okay, well, where's the actual story? So I found it, weakandweird.com and it seems like somebody, the woman sent them this email saying, I had an experience. This is what happened. Now her story says that it was at night. There was a snowstorm and she woke up to knocking. She figured somebody probably went off the road because it happens and they probably needed to use the phone. She comes downstairs and she sees children and she got this feeling of fear and panic. So she woke up her husband because she did not want to let these children in. So she thought, I'm going to wake up my husband and see what he wants to do. Husband gets up, he opens the door and they They ask if they can come in. If they can come in and they're like, where are your parents? And they said, they'll be here soon. They both didn't want to let the kids in, according to the story. But they decided to anyway because they felt like it's kids. What are you going to do? You can't leave kids outside. So they brought the kids in. The wife, I guess, was making hot cocoa. And the husband was asking them, like, where are you from? And all these questions. Then he got a feeling of dizziness. She turned around bringing them the cocoa and their eyes were just totally black. She said she almost dropped the cocoa. She kind of tries not to act afraid, comes over, puts it down, and they ask if they can use the bathroom. So she's like, okay, it's down the hall. While they're in the bathroom, the power goes out. And then she's walking by to her husband and she sees them at the end of the hallway. Sorry, that was my timer. She sees them at the end of the hallway. And she got another f- like feeling of panic. And so then all of a sudden they say, our ride is here. And they go to the door. And there are two men standing outside. Almost like men in black type description. And they try waving to them. And they don't respond. And they thought it was really strange. The kids get in the car. The adults get in the car. And they take off. She said after that encounter. Her husband was diagnosed with skin cancer. And it was. They asked. Does he go in a tanning bed often? And she said no. Because he's not in the sun often. And never goes in a tanning bed. I guess the type of skin cancer he had is usually associated with the kind you get from using tanning beds all the time. They also had other medical issues. She suffered nosebleeds. Um, She said she had other health issues she didn't want to get into, but she said that their life has just been turned upside down after letting these children in their home. Really bizarre.
1: That's interesting.
0: But I'm going to bring up an issue I have with this story. There's no name associated to it, and I guess
1: that's your that's your issue because they, well, they could have put Bertha could have been the name associated to that make you feel better. No,
0: I'm just saying it's just kind of weird because other stories you have people's names and where they're from, and this is like from Vermont, but sh- it's just because you hear the story, but you can't connect it to a real person. So it makes me think: is it just a story somebody developed?
1: So if, if it had a name attached to it, you'd be a little bit more well. If to believe you can it? look
0: it up to see if it's a real what person,
1: if, what if the you, you, you're telling me you've never heard a story that didn't have a name attached to it before that, that didn't seem believable or unbelievable?
0: I'm just Pe- saying. There's
1: anonymous sources. I know There's that. anonymous people. I'm people want to be anonymous, but I they want their story that. told. I get that. Okay.
0: I'm just saying, we'll get into this more as we talk about it. I just...
1: Get into what more? I Names not being attached to stories? No,
0: whether we think this is real or not.
1: Yeah, well, that comes at the end.
0: Yeah, so I'll save my comments for later. I just thought it was like, okay, couldn't actually attach this to a real person.
1: Okay, well, again, even there's stories you can attach to people, but they still seem completely unbelievable. Anyway, we'll we'll move on.
0: Okay. Do you want to hear some more stories?
1: Well, I think it'd probably be beneficial for me, for the audience, to maybe hear a few more stories before we start talking a little bit about possibilities of what these things are.
0: All right, here's another story, and it comes from mysteriousuniverse.org.
1: That's a great podcast, by the way, for anybody that doesn't listen to it that is listening to us. Look at me getting rid of listeners. Hey, don't <laughs> listen. Uh, go listen to this show. It's this <laughs> no, a good it's show. No, just in addition. <laughs> no, but to no, us. but this this is a really great. It's a good show. It's a really good show. Well done.
0: So, according to their website, they said one reader who contacted them with his own tale gave him permission to share the condition of the anonymity uh, oh, anonymity <laughs> anonymity cl- uh, claims that he had. I can't I can't read. Oh my goodness, that was Would you horrible. Like me to read. No. All words, right, words so hard. this gentleman right. said he had been approached by a pair of strangers as he sat in his car along a lonely remote road in the sta- in the United States state of Utah.
1: In the United States state. U.S.
0: state, United States state of Utah. Probably because they have international listeners and readers. I'm just reading what's there.
1: It says U.S. state of Utah.
0: Well, I was... Just saying it out.
1: So. Just go.
0: In this case, he claims that he too had stopped to take a short rest when two kids, in this case it might have been three or more, seemingly in their mid-teens, a boy and a girl materialized out of out of the night, and as they approached, oh, and they pro- approached his vehicle. At first, he was worried that they were lost as it was out in the middle of nowhere, and there was no one else around for miles. He rolled down his window to get a better look at them, thinking he would call out to ask if they needed help. However, things became a bit unsettling as they approached the vehicle. He claimed that the kids seemed to be wearing very old-fashioned clothing, although he was uncertain from which era it could have been from. They were both remarkably pale, to the point that they almost seemed to emanate a faint glow from their skin in the moonlight, and both had odd-looking bowl-style haircuts that, for some reason, put the witness ill at ease. Slightly unnerved, he nevertheless called out to the two and asked if something had happened to them and if they were in need of assistance. The boy merely replied, yes, please. As the two closed the the distance, and that was when he noticed that both of them had pure black eyes like those of a shark. The realization also happened to coincide with a sudden tingling feeling of dread that sort of spread out through his body like ripples in a pond. Then one of them spoke. The boy allegedly told him that they were lost out in the desert and they needed help. He asked the witness to open the car door and give them a ride to the nearest town. But at this point, the witness claims that he was overwhelmed with a sheer wall of fear and the potent urge to get away from there, was, from there as fast as he could. Yet, he also found that he seemed to be unable to move, as if he was paralyzed. He would say this, It was a really strange sensation. Every fiber of my being was screaming to get the hell out of there, but I was, I don't know how to describe it, sort of transfixed, hypnotized, whatever. Anyway, there wasn't a chance that I was going to open that door, but I couldn't move to get out of my car, to to get my car started either. I was like a prisoner in my own skull looking out, and that window was still rolled down. Nothing separated me from that freaky kid's face leering just outside. The witness says that, through sheer will he was able to move his arm slowly towards the window but that it was as if a massively heavy weight were attached to it he supposedly had to lean a bit with his body as he inched to climb as he inched his limb closer to the car door and that the whole time the two kids just stared at him quizzically as if there were some as if they were somewhat amused by it all As the witness leaned, he tried to work his arm. He says that something very strange happened indeed, he would claim. The whole time, neither of the kids had made any move to come closer or force or reach their way in. It was like there was some kind of invisible wall where my window could have been. Then I was sort of rocking back and forth and leaning, trying to get my goddamn arm to move. And some part of my clothing must have passed that unseen barrier because that was when the boy, quick as a whip, snagged my jacket with his hand and the same time smiled. I tell you, I will never forget that smile. His teeth, they were like they were made out of metal, gleaming. And that was when I think, and that is what I think snapped me out of it, those teeth. The weight that had been holding me down was lifted, and I shoved that sucker as hard as I could. The boy apparently was surprised by this sudden push, letting go and stumbling back with a look of shock on his face. In the meantime, my contact started up his car, not sure whether he soon, too, would be paralyzed again. When he looked up, he claims that the same boy had somehow appeared in front of the vehicle, and stood there as if trying to keep him from leaving. The girl was apparently off to the side a bit, but staring intently with a look of anger on her face. In a panic, the witness says he floored it anyway, but the boy did not budge, he would explain. I tore off, but that kid stood his ground and thumped off my bumper. I wasn't going very fast at that point, but enough to mess someone up, you'd think. But when I looked in my rear view, I swear that kid was getting up and dusting himself off like it was no big thing. I just got the hell out of there and didn't look back. I'll never forget the whole thing. It was like a nightmare and I still wonder what would have happened to me if I had actually given, given them a ride like they wanted. So he basically just so like hit, hit and run.
1: So he hit this kid with his car.
0: Right? He okay. ran out. He, he hits a kid with the car. Okay. Now I get it. You're thinking it's these black eyed kids there's something sinister what if they had like really bad dental work like and like he had to get metal caps on all of his teeth because he had really bad teeth and maybe you were just freaked out and i don't know
1: maybe you and your passenger had smoked one too many smokes I don't know.
0: A little bit too much of that devil's lettuce.
1: Ma- maybe had one too many road sodas.
0: Maybe they're out in the desert. Mm. Maybe a little peyote. I don't know. I don't know. Or they just were totally.
1: I've got a story.
0: Fine. Okay.
1: I've got a story. Now I'm gonna do some yes. some reading.
0: You, I, I'm sure you'll do better than w- I can. Words are hard. Words Monique. are really hard. Words are really hard, especially when you're not wearing your glasses.
1: I I asked you if you'd like me to read. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be reading from the book, The Black-Eyed Children. I've got a first edition here by David Weatherly. It's actually pretty cool. A lot of, a lot of interesting stories in here. So this one is, uh, he actually, this is a story that his friend told him before he was even researching the book, Uh, or or before he was even researching or decided to write a book about this topic. So this is, uh, the gentleman's name is Paul. His last name he did not want given, and he wanted any personal details about who he was not given because obviously he wants to keep his anonymity. But there is a name attached to it, Monique, Paul. So let's see if you find this one a little more credible or easy to swallow because there is the name Paul attached to it. Okay,
0: but this is somebody who they're writing a book and they say they actually know the person compared to somebody just sending an anonymous email that you can't trace back to see if it's true or not.
1: So, let's begin with Paul's story. Let's. So, Paul was not a small man. He stood around 6'3", looked like a linebacker. He lifted weights on a regular basis, actively trained in the martial arts. He had also been in the service when he was young, and he'd worked for years as a prison guard. So, this was a guy who was in you know used to intense situations, and I'm only bringing this up, bringing up this background, just to kind of help to illustrate one of the things that people feel when they encounter these black-eyed children, which is terror, fear, and they... Just don't know what to do. All right. So Paul is uh, lives in the Midwest, right? So he is standing in his kitchen, and he hears a knock at the front door. He had the house to himself that night, by the way. He has a, a, a at the time he had a son and was married. I don't know if he still lives or not, but that's just a detail. He was home alone this evening. So he's standing in the kitchen. He heard a knock at the front door. At first, I wasn't even sure it was a knock, says Paul. It was kind of soft and continuous, and I thought maybe it was just some other noise from outside. I just kept making my food and ignored it for a few minutes. Then it got louder, and I knew it must be someone knocking at the front door. It was odd, he thought, that the person didn't ring the doorbell. Paul left his food on the counter and approached the front door. He looked out of one of the small side panel windows on the door's frame. Paul saw two young boys on the porch. He guessed from their size that they were between 12 and 14 years old. He opened the door and looked at the kids. They weren't children from his neighborhood because he knew all of the local kids. The boys were dressed in similar fashion, both wearing hoodies and jeans. One boy's top was gray and the other's was a dark brown. The boy in brown stood slightly behind the boy in the gray hoodie, and they both held their heads tilted downward. I thought something was odd about the scene and neither child said anything when I opened the door. They just stood there with their heads down like you do in the rain, but it wasn't raining. Paul broke the silence. Can I help you? He asked. He expected a sales pitch. Perhaps the kids were fundraising for school or selling magazines. Maybe they just had the wrong house. What he didn't expect was the response that he received. The lead boy in gray kind of smiled and replied, hey, We just wanted to stop in for a bit. Paul was puzzled by the odd reply. It's almost like I didn't understand the statement, he says. I knew these boys weren't friends of my son's because I knew my son's friends, and he was much younger than these two anyway. After a moment, Paul responded to the boys. Do I know you guys? I think maybe you got the wrong house. The boys didn't react to Paul's comment. After a moment, the lead boy spoke again. Oh, well, it's getting kind of late. Can we come in for a bit? It was another odd response, and Paul wasn't sure what to think about the situation. Something was causing the hair on the back of my neck to go up, he recalls. I felt like this kid was ignoring me and focusing on me all at the same time. It just made no sense. Why in hell would a couple of kids show up at a stranger's door and want to come in? With his internal alarms going off, Paul began to look at the kids more closely. It was early evening and the porch light was on, so he shifted his stance to get a better look at their faces. He wanted to know exactly who these boys were and what they were up to. It was then that Paul realized with a shock that the boys' eyes were solid black. There was no white of the eye, says Paul. I've thought about that sight ever since. They didn't have on any kind of glasses or anything else. That was their natural eyes that I saw. The lead boy looked up directly at Paul and spoke again. This time his voice was more insistent and he suddenly seemed more threatening. It would be good if you just let us come in now. You don't have to think about it. Just open the door some and ask us in. Paul felt rooted to the spot. His brain was trying to process what was happening. I didn't feel like I could move. I was a little dizzy and had kind of a numb feeling. I started thinking that maybe I should just let them in. After all, they were only a couple of kids. Paul is not sure how long he stood there. He felt locked in the moment, trying to make his body move. The same boy spoke once more. It's okay. This won't take long. That comment jerked me into action, Paul states. All of a sudden, I felt my fight-or-flight response kick in, and it got me moving. Even though Paul towered over these two boys, his response was one of fear. He slammed the door shut, shouting at the boys to get off his porch, as he did. Last thing I saw as I was slamming the door shut was those two boys looking at me. Two sets of those creepy, solid black eyes just boring a hole in me. With the door closed, Paul leaned against it. I felt like I had to hold it shut, he states. He locked the deadbolt and stood quietly, trying to calm himself. His adrenaline was still rushing and he felt short of breath. Then came the knock. It was a long, steady knock on the door. Soft at first, just like I had heard to begin with. Those damn boys still wanted in. I realized I'd been squeezing my eyes shut. I opened them and looked around the room. It's like I just didn't know what to do. I think I fought the urge to run at that point. My brain was telling me it was my house and I wasn't running from kids, but another part of me just wanted to hide. Paul turned and slowly backed away from the front door. He stopped partway across the room and stood there looking at the entrance to his home. The knocking stopped paul felt a cold chill come over him there staring in through the side panel window was the face of one of the boys his black eyes looking into the living room staring straight at paul they made eye contact and the boy raised a hand tapping on the glass as he peered inside paul took a deep breath feeling anger rise up i'd had enough no one was going to invade my home or make me feel afraid like that I ran into the bedroom and retrieved my pistol from the nightstand. I was determined to scare these punk kids off my property. Paul put a clip in his gun and rushed back to the living room. He flung the front door wide open and stepped out on the porch, determined to face the strange kids. They were nowhere in sight. It was the weirdest thing. The porch was empty, but I know it had only taken me a couple minutes at the most to grab and load that pistol. I searched the front and back, the driveway, garage, and I even went up and down the street. There was no sign of those black-eyed boys anywhere. Paul couldn't sleep that night. He kept thinking about the two strange kids who had shown up on his doorstep. He walked the house constantly, checking the doors and windows. Next day, he was off, and he made it a point to speak to his neighbors, find out if any of them had seen the kids. No one else reported any sign of unusual boys or strange kids in the area. For a long time, I didn't tell anybody what I'd seen. They'd think I was nuts. Heck, I thought maybe I was nuts at first. I know what I saw, though. Weeks later, I was still thinking about it. I couldn't talk to my wife about it because I didn't want her to worry about anything, especially with a young child at home. I even asked a friend of mine who was a doctor if it was possible for someone to have solid black eyes. He just laughed and said, no, that didn't happen. Finally, one day I decided to look on the internet and I found a couple of stories. Turned out other people had seen black-eyed kids before. I couldn't read that stuff, though. It was enough to know that someone else had seen them and that I wasn't crazy, but at the same time it disturbed me because it sort of confirmed that these things were out there. Paul sat back, finished with a story, and uh, that's pretty much it. it. He concludes by saying that it's those eyes. I've never been able to really get them out of my head. So, yeah, I thought that was a neat story. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, basically these stories all say that they felt fear, this overwhelming fear. They felt terrified. But not
1: right away. Not right away. And it's some of the stories that sense kind of kicks in after a few minutes, or after the 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 kids or Mm -hmm. whatever they are talk, and then that some some people report they'll get lightheaded. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's very just.
0: It is strange. Now we had a conversation before we started recording. You told a story about a woman her story she was in walmart
1: yeah but it wasn't a kid it wasn't a kid
0: it was a man yeah tell that story really quick
1: i'll I'll tell tell it really quick yeah so uh, uh, allegedly this woman was in a walmart in michigan she was standing at the checkout line and there was a gentleman in uh in front of her and then the man in front of that guy was paying he had his stuff on the on the cart to pay and she kind of glanced at him and he turned and looked at her and she noticed that he had solid black eyes and she immediately, like, her reaction must have been, oh, shit, or whatever. <laughs> she obviously, sold, you know, as we say in the wrestling business, she sold it. And so she couldn't hide her reaction, and he could sense that he had, that she had noticed him, I guess. And so he got an item off of his cart because she was there with her, her young son. And he got an item off, excuse me, off the cart, off the, off the belt and handed it to her. It was a Spider-Man clock. But the best part of this story, the weirdest part, is she says that when he handed her the Spider-Man clock, he didn't go around the person that was in between them, in line. He handed it through the person. I thought it looked like he, he handed it through. No, he went through the person. So he like reached through this person, metaphysically went through him and handed her the clock And she said that she didn't want to take it, but she felt she had to. She couldn't explain it, but she took it. And he paid and walked away. And that was it. And she just was freaked out by the whole thing, but didn't know what to do. She was in shock. But that wasn't a kid. It was a a man. It was a man.
0: And one of two things he could have either had contacts on to give that effect. And some people actually tattoo the whites of their eyes. So it can look like they have black eyes. So, it's possible if it's one of the two, and he probably sometimes sees people get freaked out. So, the guy was probably trying to be really nice.
1: It's not the black eyes about that story, it's the he reached I'm through the person. I'm getting there. So,
0: she says that it looked like he reached through the person. Even if he could reach through the person, how would the Spider Man clock go through the person?
1: If this is a supernatural entity. But,
0: okay. The guy probably just didn't instead of going around, went through the guy's arm or something, trying to be discreet. Who knows? I'm just playing
1: devil's advocate. I know. I, I think I'm just the saying. story is complete horseshit. Yes, but I'm just saying, maybe if he was a supernatural entity, hmm. I probably disappointed some people right now. I think the story is shit <laughs> but uh, I do. I think that uh, when you hear stories like that, and that's one that I read in a book as well. And that one, uh, that book here, I'm not going to read the story now, no. but because I just told it. It, it's literally like a paragraph and a half in this book called The Black Diary by Nick Redfern. And this book has stories about men in black, women in black, black eyed children, and dangerous books.
0: So let's. Pretty kick, fun read. Let's talk because you mentioned men in black. That's yes. something that these kids have been. I guess compared to, in a sense? Yeah,
1: theories. Some people think that they're related in some way.
0: And some people have said the parents who come for the kids, when they've seen it, look like, they don't say they look like men in black, but the description they give sounds like a description of men in black.
1: So why don't we talk about the characteristics of the kids, first of all. So we we have, obviously, the the most notable thing is the the eyes are completely black. So Mm -hmm. they have completely black eyes. That's pretty crazy, weird. Oh. I, don't, I don't know how you explain that. No,
0: a lot of the stories say that they, their style, their hair, their clothes look outdated.
1: I was getting there, but oh. I was talking about the eyes first. Sorry. Thanks. What do you think is up with those eyes? If this is a legit thing, how do you think? How do you explain? Do you think these kids tattooed their eyes black? No. What do you think?
0: It's possible they could have contacts trying to scare people. Okay. I think especially with like the older kids, I mean, if you look at it from a criminal psychology point of view, you hear about this story of, oh, black eyed kids and everyone's afraid you can buy these kind of contacts on the Internet and you can pop them in and then you can go out and people aren't really going to go after you, per se. They're not going to give a description of you. Oh, it was a teenager with this color hair, this, that. It's going to be, it was a black-eyed child. It was black-eyed kids.
1: So, so you think it's contact lenses?
0: I'm just saying it could be. But I question some of these stories. Is it, is it just something made up?
1: All well, right. Well, let's move on that. to some of their other characteristics. Yes. As you just jump all over the place with stuff. You mentioned their clothing. Yes. Usually earthy kind of colors. Uh, a lot of people Dark. described it that they're they seem like they're trying to blend in, but are failing miserably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I guess you could
0: compare to Men in Black too.
1: Yeah, clothes are loose fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost too big one story i read described it as as though these kids maybe picked up looked like they got their clothes from like the salvation army or from a shelter and that was just the only sizes that they had that were even close to them but they were too just still not big enough to fit into them properly some described it as the kids maybe were malnourished but couldn't really tell because the clothes were so baggy you couldn't tell if that's why they were so baggy or what but uh and a lot of times you hear too that their skin is either ashy white or really pale mm-hmm. or sort of oval o- oval
0: Ovil. olive
1: oval 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 skin everybody
0: words are hard wow I tell olive skin.
1: my goodness yes jeez you keep hitting me. I'm are sorry.
0: You? I'm just trying to be close I'm, to I'm you. I'm like, are you
1: trying to give me a signal for something? <laughs> like what's God, going I'm on I'm just here?
0: trying to touch you.
1: Am I saying something that's inaccurate? Because <laughs> the way you're doing it, it's almost like you're trying to get my attention. Like what?
0: I know. I'm just.
1: Oh, okay. No, that's fine. I love
0: you. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. I love you too. Uh, what else? Um, their ages seem to range from between like, I guess as young as eight or nine, all the way up to 14, 15 years old I, what I've so
0: seen. I've, I've seen some stories where they said they looked more like 16.
1: I mean, that's all subjective, too. Yeah. Uh, somebody that looks like they're 16 to one person might look like they're 12 to me. It's, it's, it's all subjective. This but is true. Yeah. This is what's been reported.
0: What else for characteristics? The hair, a lot of bowl haircuts.
1: Yeah, yeah, bowl haircuts or shaggy type hair. Yeah. So they don't look like they're kept very well, I mm, guess. No. They've they've all got COVID haircuts. <laughs> or covid hairstyles I should say. Yes. Quarantine the
0: cuts at home. Yeah. Haircuts. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it, and and the other thing I noticed too in a lot of the stories where they're appearing at people's houses is they knock, but they don't use the they doorbell. I, they never yeah. ring the freaking doorbell. And that's and I mean in the story I just read about with Paul he that was one of the things he first mentioned, why didn't they ring the doorbell? That's what everybody says that encounters them allegedly in their houses or at their houses. So yeah, it's just kind of another strange thing. Like Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they ring the doorbell? Do they maybe not know what a doorbell is?
0: Is there something with the wiring, the electricity they make it zapped? Who knows? They also say that like they basically asked to be let in. So yes,
1: that's another thing which, which leads some people to theorize, are they vampires? Because you have to let them in; they can't just walk in. You have to ask them or invite them in. You have to do; be the one that says, "Come in" or allows them to enter. And they get kind of insistent about it too, mm-hmm. by all the stories that I've seen. Because there's there's a bunch of stories out there. It's not we just gave you a small taste. Well,
0: the story you had read. This won't take. It won't take long. What won't take long? Me letting you in, like.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird the way that they respond to people, and they get kind of demanding
0: one thing i read somebody said that the way they speak is if they have like a limited vocabulary they kind of have their lines they know to say and that's really it because they'll repeat themselves
1: yeah yeah it's pretty weird so i mean that's that's kind of a in a nutshell that's pretty much the men not men the 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 children, children black-eyed with black children. eyes, the yes. black-eyed kids. But people, uh, yeah, see, I've got the men in black, yes. and the, they're, they're meshing together now in my head. Uh, but, yeah, the, that's the thing. A lot of people equate the two mm-hmm. and try to draw a connection between the two in some way. And so I wonder if maybe, like when we talked about in the men in black episode, if there's some kind of a supernatural being maybe another dimension an interdimensional type being or Mm -hmm. something that's showing up who knows anything's possible oh
0: absolutely and that's the thing It, it it just makes it so hard because this is something that kids could easily pull off if they wanted to scare people
1: yeah you could
0: my only thing is like uh, the problem is kids could really get hurt when they do that trying to one, go think, into strangers houses do you houses. think that kids think of that no, if that's they what don't. this is do you they think don't.
1: that if if it's a kid out, is that is that this generation's version of doorbell ditch going and knocking on doors with black contact lenses and dressing in baggy clothing to try to scare people and get them to let you in your house is that what this is
0: people like some people have speculated that they're aliens yeah mhm demons
1: I'd go, I'd go with that one just because of the sense of dread it people could,
0: feel. You know what? Thinking now, it could be like the djinn. Because which djinn were yeah. thought to be shapeshifters. But there's always something off about them that's not quite right. So could it be djinn? Because a lot of people, when djinn come by, they do get that sense of fear. They feel like something's wrong. Something's off. It's possible. I mean, sometimes like they can put an illusion to make you like think everything's good and then they want to scare you they get like all happy when they feel your fear so maybe it could be gin it's possible
1: that is another theory that Mm -hmm. could very well be what this is i don't know i don't know what what this is Uh, i do know what i think what do you think but i i I can't say for sure obviously because i've never had this type type of an experience now Before I get into what I think, if it is something that is like, kind of like what the Slender Man is, where it's something that started online and more and more people learned about it and, and started thinking about it, could it be something that manifests itself as this form that people are envisioning what these things look like? And a lot of these stories have artist depictions. Nobody's actually ever caught one on camera. Nobody's ever filmed one. Uh, actually, that's not true. Nobody has ever gotten one to show up on camera, but people have. For example, we have the what's that doorbell? We have like the ring doorbell, right? Yeah. We have that, and you can talk through it, you can see through, it, and you can get recordings of people that have rang your doorbell and you've had a conversation with. People have those videos, and it's them talking to thin air and then no no other audio but they say they were talking to black-eyed kids so are the people are these people having hallucinations are they just are they, faking it to see if they, they have a video are they faking it like you said possibly could be i don't know i just think that there's a lot of strangeness with this whole thing but yeah that's the other thing i wanted to mention was so like a collective
0: consciousness kind of growing because now that people are thinking about it it's becoming real
1: and and uh, we, I'm going to kind of sidebar it a little bit, but it, it connects, I promise you. We are all suggestible, right? The human mind and, and collective consciousness is something that has been studied. And they actually, the CIA recently declassified documents about what they believe the collective consciousness is and all the different research they've done into it. I'm going to try to find those uh, and get a link up for that. But I'm wondering... As suggestible as the human mind is as suggestible and and I mean people can be hypnotized and they can be uh, they have regression therapy done and, and hypnotherapy and those kind of things and come back with memories of things that they never had before, but they were they can be planted in there by a a therapist or mm-hmm. a hypnotherapist or whatever. I'm wondering if there is some kind of a mechanism in our mind that can maybe manifest things for us to see. That maybe other people can't see or that maybe aren't really there, but we're seeing them. And I say, my UFO sighting that I had back in 2006, I was sitting all alone in a vehicle on a lunch break and I'm listening to Coast to Coast AM about UFOs. And five minutes later, as I'm listening to a show about UFOs, I'm looking up in the sky and I see a UFO. Coincidence or is my mind playing tricks on me and I'm thinking that this is what I'm seeing now, even though I observed it for a long time, shut off the podcast, got out of my vehicle, looked at it, tried taking pictures of it and all that kind of stuff. Did I really see something or was my mind man, you know, getting something to show up for me because I wanted to see this so bad. I'd always wanted to see one. And now all of a sudden here it is. I always questioned that myself. And then when you hear these kind of stories, it makes me wonder, is that what's going on? Are people now, I mean, again, if you're in a, a, a stressful time in your life or, or you have some kind of health issues going on, or maybe you're, there's, there's so many different reasons for these kind of things to take place and for these things to happen. Is that what's going on, perhaps, with some of these stories?
0: I think it, it's possible.
1: When we hear about people that say they've had health issues after the mm-hmm. fact. Well, it's it's incredible. So, I know that people try to tie those two together, but I'm sorry, that's incredibly careless to connect those two. I think, in my opinion. Well, I
0: think the point is trying to say like there was a radiation exposure of some kind of like when people have contact with UFOs and there's that radiation. Suppo- yeah, supposedly, but
1: it, I don't know. I think that's that's it's kind of a stretch to try to tie the two together, and especially where. Not every story seems to have those similarities. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple that I've seen where people think that maybe this is what it is. I think that maybe people are just having a having some bad circumstances in their life, and they're trying to tie it to something. They're and just trying to possible. attach to something. I mean, but is it possible I, I
0: that it's because of that? It could be. If it could be, I don't depending I, on what it is. I don't. Know. I don't know.
1: But that—that's my biggest thing. Is I, th- I think possibly that that is something that. People have theorized that it's some kind of a tulpa, some kind of a spirit that's manifesting itself as this form because this is what people have now collectively imagined into existence. Possibly, yeah. So that's another theory that's out there.
0: So what exactly do you think, though?
1: I think it's an urban legend. I think it's all bullshit. That's what I think until I see one myself. And even then I'm going to question it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna think is it what I what I thought the UFO might have been possibly is it because I've been now researching this because there have been people that have said that they were reading stories about this they were listening to shows about this and then they saw one okay did you see it because you really saw it or because or it was in your mind it was in your head I don't know and and it Again, getting into if it is some kind of a spirit or entity that's taking this form. Obviously, it's a malicious form, mm-hmm. right? And and it, demonic, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that whole aspect of it. But it's funny that it's whatever it is, if this is a legit thing, that it's taken the form of a small child. Because, and adults are usually the ones that see them. As an adult, if you see a small kid, you're going to think that's an unassuming, innocent creature well, it's not, not going to hurt you if a kid
0: is alone your instinct should be to even go if help them. even if
1: there's two mm-hmm. yeah your instinct is to help exactly yeah. so your guard is almost instantly let down when you see something like this you go oh it's a little kid where's his parents first thing i, th- I would think it's what most adults would think where's the kid's parents why is it knocking on my door i'd be like stay if right
0: there, getting like sage and like palo wow. santo burning it like trying to close how does this yeah. make you feel right now
1: and they're, they're sitting there, and they're asking you to let them in, or they're insisting they be let in. This won't take long, and they start saying stuff like that. It's like, wait, what? What's
0: not going what to take? But then when you see the eyes, real?
1: it's like, what the? F-? That would, and that's it. Seems like when we, when the people start to get that sense of dread, is when they see the eyes and they hear the voice and the things that are coming out of their mouth. So it's a little weird. I don't know, but I, I, I just think if it is something that people are really truly experiencing, I think it's something that's sinister, because it is taking the form of a small child. Because it knows that instantly, our guard, our meaning, people that experience it, mostly adults from all the stories I've seen, we're gonna immediately have our guard let down by seeing it take this form. Because a small child, anything small, is right away you think of it as vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You think of it as not a, a threat. Yeah. So your guard is let down.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus, you feel compelled because people have even said like you do, you don't know what to do. Part of you feels like you need to let them in, you need to help them, Right. but everything else is saying no.
1: Yeah, so it' like almost like on the on the visual side of things, you see things and you see it, and you go, "Okay, well, this, this it's a kid; it can't be bad." But something inside of you, your gut, your instinct, mm-hmm. is telling you, "No, <laughs> Dude,
0: well, stay away like, from this you thing. Know Do how not animals let it in." React, yeah. and like you know, they're like their fur might stick up more, right? um they get antsy like ho- what however it is they react it's almost like that's happening with people it's just this natural instinct of ooh this is giving me a feeling so it makes you wonder like if it's on a really low vibration it must be a, a very strong vibration though to like feel that and and yeah. pick up on that energy
1: right yeah so I, if it, th- that's the only part of the the stories that i cannot explain Uh, but I also wonder if all these stories stem from that initial one that was posted on the internet. Could be. Is that, you know, because that is, that is kind of a creepy aspect of the story. So that's obviously one you'd want to include, if you're trying to tell a scary story, I I couldn't move. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't think straight. I had this overwhelming sense of dread. These are the things that you're going to want to include. If you want to make a story more Mm -hmm. believable. Yeah because emotions are what people react to. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think personally, unless I experience it and even if I did, I would still be questioning it. Like, what was this really? What did I really just see? Did I imagine this? Did I dream this? What it w- I I don't know. But I think personally until we see some kind of photographic evidence, even now that's not that doesn't mean anything. Uh I, I think it I call BS on it. I think it's an urban legend that's just Taken on a life of its own.
0: Somebody said they got a picture and they circled it, but it just looked like a tree stump on the ground. I didn't see anything. So I don't know what they were circling.
1: I, yeah, I saw the same thing. I Looks have like no clue. I don't see anything there. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. There's no photographic evidence. And, and, and again, I, especially now with technology and the things that they can do, can you really trust photographic evidence mm. anyway? Probably not. Um, it's like that, that old saying uh, believe none of what you see and only half of what you hear especially when it relates to television. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my thought. I think it's all uh, just an urban legend. I think it's creepy. It's essentially what it's designed to be is creepy, and that's every story that you hear. That's They all pretty much have the same elements, and if it is something that's real, some kind of a real phenomenon, I wouldn't know how to explain it. I would say maybe something having to do with men in black, hmm. same type of phenomenon, whatever that is. All right. How about you?
0: I feel like most of the stories are bullshit. However, I feel like some of them either are true or they believe that it's true. And I wonder, for the ones that are possibly true, could it be gin? It just kind of fits. It fits that box.
1: We need to do a show on the gin. We need to do a show yeah. on
0: gin. It fits the box of it's. A being that usually likes to scare people, it can shape shift and look turn into something, but there's always something off. The one weird thing is, if it's doing that, why is it always the black eyes? Is it because it keeps? Because it's different. It's boys and girls. I don't know. It's just kind of weird that that's the one thing that's off. Um,
1: well, that's the that's the glaring. Thing that people notice, yeah. I mean, their clothing is off, their skin tones off, their hair, their hairstyle. Excuse me, are off. So it's but not. It's not just know. the eyes.
0: Yeah, I. I could, maybe it's gin. Maybe it's something regarding. I, I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with Men in Black. I feel like it's similar, but I don't know. I just. I feel like most of the stories are either faked. Because you have these urban legends, people want to add to it. They want to create right. their own stories. Yep. I also feel like some of the stories are possibly real, or they believe they're real, like I said, but what exactly it is, I'm not sure. Possibly Jin, though.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I I don't know. And if you've seen a black-eyed kid, like you've had this type of experience, we'd love to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. And Because, again, I mean... And I'm not saying that my mind's completely made up, but that's just what I think at this time. I like to keep an open mind. And I'm open somebody, to anything. Yeah, I, I can have my mind changed. It, yeah. it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably a, a good trait for mo- for most people is being having the ability to change your mind and have your mind changed. Because if you're so thick-headed that you just nope, that's it. That's the way this is. If you're that stubborn in your yeah. in everything, it, life gets boring.
0: I think. <laughs> It's for me, it's better to have an open mind about everything. Cause I used to be really close minded about a lot of stuff. It was like, Nope, that's the way it is. And you know, you open your mind and you're like, Oh, okay. You start looking at all aspects of everything. It's like be open to everything, but don't be gullible about it. Right. Because I'm also very gullible and naive. So is I could be like, okay, that's that. So it's like trying again, looking at everything and yeah. how do you feel about it? What makes sense? What doesn't? Sure. Because, there it's so often like i've had people lie to me and i'm like what? i feel like they're lying to me what they're saying doesn't make sense but why would they lie to me obviously something like this in urban legend is to get that story out
1: right and again with most of these stories you, you find on the internet mm-hmm. i mean anybody can post anything on the internet
0: we couldn't find any documentaries on it
1: that doesn't mean anything. I know, it I'm it just is saying a it could relatively because It's a newer, newer kind of thing. But and I'm just saying And getting people to come on the record with these mm-hmm. for these kind of things to the fact remain that anonymous. people want to remain anonymous with a lot of these stories which again mm-hmm. lends kind of credence to the my theory that it's just a big urban legend and it's all just being expanded upon by people who are fascinated by it or who want to add to it.
0: Okay, so I'm thinking about it where would somebody take you less seriously if you saw, if you said, I was abducted by aliens or you said, some kids knocked on my door, I had a feeling of fear and their eyes were black and they were really weird. Like, most people would write off the alien abduction. Not anymore. Well,
1: (laughs) even though, I
0: think today, even Uh, still, where somebody might say, oh, some kids were at your door and maybe they were troublemakers maybe they had contacts you know you you can kind of make a an explanation but i don't know so to be anonymous i understand to a point but then it's like it's not like it's that bad
1: i was listening to i mean in
0: terms of ridicule not the experience are you done sorry just wanted to add that in there.
1: I was listening to an interview with a journalist, George Knapp. He's the guy that co-wrote Hunt for the Skinwalker. Just He was just on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about he had uh, a friend in the government, uh, an informant in the CIA, somebody that he spoke to, and he said "You must be involved in a lot of disinformation and misinformation with the UFO community. And the operative said, We don't really touch that because those people do a good enough job discrediting themselves. Mm. And it made sense to me because it's true. A lot of people that are drawn to these type of things, UFOs, black eyed kids, these urban legends and these kind of things are not really. uh, Sometimes there's there's people that are drawn to these things that are. Maybe not mentally all there. I just
0: agree that's with not that. I no, don't no, think that's n- true.
1: W- no, it's w- there's a lot of people that are drawn to it for who knows what reason, but there is so much misinformation and dis- people that discredit themselves that get involved in the field. So okay, maybe I maybe I said that incorrectly. You're people that people that are involved in it as far as putting out content, investigators researchers, they're things like that. They're not all
0: mentally there?
1: They are... Not, nah, what's what's the word I'm looking for? See, Me- not mentally there was not what I meant to say. They're not, I'm like, they're I not, disagree with that. They're not honest. They're not honest. They're hucksters. They're trying to make a buck preying on people's insecurities, I feel like fears, that's everywhere curiosities. With everything. Yes, but... Especially in this field. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because there are some of the, the stories edge. are so outrageous. They're so over the top. And you have the same people that purvey a lot of the same stories. Now, I'm not going to name names because I don't know who's been. But there's been a lot of people that have come out that have been discredited because they've been pushing certain narratives and certain stories and been advocates for certain people that are claiming that they've had these encounters or whatever. I'm just saying that there's so much misinformation in this in paranormal type stuff. That's all I'm saying. Because the only
0: question I have to that is when somebody it comes out that they're not honest about things, they manipulated data to sell books or whatever. Right. It makes me wonder is it possible they could have been on the right track and that's why this information came out against them? People tried to turn it like turn things against them, even though it might not be true because they they know that they're getting close to something or they're not on the right track. It's, it's just a carousel. It's going around and around. And, and that's the issue with this kind of stuff. You can always just spin around every angle of it and say, well, this, but also this.
1: Yeah, it could very well be. Uh, there was there's a gentleman named John Lear who lives out in Nevada, and he was very closely associated with Bob Lazar mm-hmm. with Bill Cooper for a, for a time, and he explained Bill Cooper had what he liked to call the UFO disease, which is you get into this topic, you get a little bit of notoriety, you get you, you start doing lectures, you write a book, you get so, a little bit of fame. And pretty soon you've told all your stories and you have people that send you things and send you research and papers and documents and talk to you and claim to have insider knowledge on things. And after a while, you just start to run with things and say, no, this is real. This is legit. This is real. You get taken in because you are so dedicated and involved in this topic that your, your critical sense almost is gone. Hmm. It's almost muted and you just start putting out stuff and people immediately go, okay, th- this is obviously BS. This is provably nonsense. This is provably inaccurate I or false. It's, it's and then possible. it immediately, yeah, and but then it immediately discredits everything else. Because going back to COVID, if one test result is fake, you gotta call all of them into question. That's just the way it is. And that same can be said with the research and stories about Paranormal type things as well. All right. If one thing is discredited that somebody puts out, that immediately discredits their reputation, and you have to call into question everything they put out. That's all I'm saying.
0: So you're saying that with this story, if a handful of these stories turn out to be false and made up, then all of them come into question. No,
1: that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that it taints the, the. you ca-
0: the actual truth th- the
1: actual truth right they're they're tainted by the false stories. The true stories are tainted by the false ones. It's kind of like rape allegations. Somebody that falsely accuses somebody of rape is immediately making it harder for people that actually have gone through that experience to come forward because that person came out and said that it comes out that this person falsely accused somebody mm-hmm. of of rape. You know, I mean, that's an extreme example, but the same idea. You make it harder for the people that actually had legitimate things. You make it harder for them to be believed because you have now discredited.
0: But if that is a group's goal, then it works.
1: Then it works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, again, I don't know. Huh. But where this is an internet kind of thing, the, the, the kids part, because there have been black eyed uh, beings uh, all throughout history but never the kids. The kids is a a more recent phenomenon and where that essentially was birthed on the internet by that one story that started it all and then more people started to come forward. Now, could it have been a legit thing that this guy experienced? Maybe. Mm -hmm. And maybe people saw that and felt more comfortable to come forward. Yeah, absolutely. Could very well be. But but I think with that, there are always
0: going to be the people who come forward with false stories.
1: Yeah you're always Going to have that With everything
0: I mean there was One story I read And he was like A guy said that He got out of the car To scare the kids away And They Ended up like Grabbing him And pulling out of the car And one of them Like got on him And was hitting him So he actually had a knife And he pulled the knife out And like stabbed the kid A couple times And the kid like Yeah the kid Showed like Like no reaction to it And I'm just thinking like Okay yeah Like Someone's on you, hitting you, so you do what you have to do, but I'm just thinking, like, you're stabbing this kid. But you
1: stabbed a kid? <laughs> what? <laughs> thinking you couldn't just overpower the child? I don't know. Get him it was, off of you?
0: It was weird. So, yeah, yeah there's the, a lot of stories. That's out the there.
1: thing. Like, I hear stories like that, and I go, okay, this is obviously nonsense. Bit, but there's
0: so many. And some of them sound so familiar, but then there's like one or two little differences in them.
1: Right. So, it's almost
0: like you took the same exact story, and then you just your own little twist you, you on tweaked it. a couple of details yeah. to
1: make it fit you yeah yeah i don't know that's my thought uh, on it but again if you have experienced it hey great we'd love to hear know. from you let yes, us know yeah because I, I i again i'd love to be i'd love to have my mind changed but yeah. for right now i think i've, I've kind of settled on or this. maybe it's there's probably th- nonsense other
0: bits of information that don't come out who knows? Well,
1: there could be, but yeah. I mean, there, there, and again, there's not any documentaries that we could find. No. There's a couple of clips here and there on YouTube of people telling stories, but yeah. you, so I mean.
0: just let us know.
1: Yeah. Let us know if, if you've got something. And, mm-hmm. and again, uh, the two books that I referenced, I'll hold them up for our viewers, but uh, The Black Eyed Children by David Weatherly. And uh, he just came out with a second edition of this book that has an additional chapter. And the Black Diary, MIB Women in Black, Black Eyed Children, and Dangerous Books by Nick Redfern. They're both good. They got they got good stories in there. If you're looking for just something to kind of scare you a little bit, I mean they're they're creepy. They're definitely creepy, and they're they're interesting. So yeah, check those out. But uh, as far as any other kind of resources, there really weren't that many.
0: Yeah, just internet stuff.
1: Just yeah, just various stories that pop up on the internet mm-hmm. too. So. So, if you would like to reach us and let us know about your Black Eyed Kids experience, or if you've got a theory that maybe we didn't cover or we didn't think of, if you think we're full of it, or if you think maybe we're onto something and you want to let us know, feel free to reach us. We do have a Twitter.
0: At HomeWreckerPod.
1: Instagram.
0: HomeWrecker Podcast.
1: And we have a website, too.
0: HomeWreckerPodcast.com.
1: And as always, you can watch us. If you're listening right now, you can watch us on YouTube and Brighteon.
0: Yes, and it's Homeworker Podcast on both of them.
1: On both of those, on both
0: Brighteon and YouTube, subscribe and like our videos. We're also on the Parlor app, but I'm having some technical difficulties with it. It's not uploading my images, but it's at Homeworker Ah. Pod on Parlor.
1: That's right. I keep forgetting to mention the Parlor app. But, yes, we're on that one, too. Yes. So, yeah, hit, hit us up, and, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: And on iTunes, subscribe, and give us five stars, please. Yes,
1: please and thank you. Show or wherever wherever you get your podcast, hit that yes. subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything, yes. and it helps us to get more visibility, helps more people discover and find the show. And, of course, if you've got friends or family that you think might enjoy some of the topics that we talk about, let them know about us. We'd love to have them on as listeners.
0: And it's summertime. You can buy a shirt. You can get a tank top or a t-shirt.
1: That's true. You can find yes. those on home Yes, dot you com. Can. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Any way you can give it, we definitely appreciate it. Now, before we close the show, do you have anything else you'd like to say to our audience?
0: I just want to thank everyone for listening, for watching on YouTube and Brighty on for subscribing and downloading our episodes. We've gotten a lot of new listeners because it's like all of a sudden the numbers jump in terms of like every episode gets downloaded. And I love that, I think it's wonderful. We have a few listeners from Austria, so hello and thank you. Yes, more international listeners and even our US listeners. Just wanna say thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to everybody for listening, and for everybody that's been with us for this ride from the beginning. It's been a crazy ride. It's probably only going to get crazier. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yes, hopefully not too crazy, but just a
0: little. Maybe just
1: a little bit. Just we'll a we'll little. take a little bit. Yeah, that'd be fine. Uh, do we know what we're going to talk about next week?
0: No. We
1: didn't. We didn't talk about anything beforehand. Nope. We probably should have discussed this. That's okay. So it be a to surprise. Just, you want to make it a surprise or do you yes. want me to just pull something out of thin air right no, now? No, let's do a surprise because I have a few
0: thoughts in mind.
1: Would you care to share?
0: Nope. I want to talk to you first.
1: All right then. So, <laughs> until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alexarion. I've been joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous amazing trophy wife Monique
0: and you've been listening to the Homemaker podcast